Hello everyone. Welcome back to part two of SCP-783. For two things before we start. One, uh, go check out my Twitter. It's in the description. And two, all my videos are now going to be on Spotify. So go check that out as well. So yeah, let's start this. If you can hear thunder and rain, it's because it's thunder and raining. So yeah, let's start off this video, shall we? SCP-783-L2 Field Log 2 Due to the events which transpired during SCP-783-L1, it is determined that this spatial zone accessible through the Notov corpses within the town of Tembi is likely recursive, being bordered on all sides by successive iterations of itself. Essentially, the dimension consists of perfect copies of a single cell in an endless grid layout. A special operative, SO, would be required to effectively traverse the locale. SO Nix is requisitioned from Site 121 in the United States. She was chosen due to her expertise in traversing extra-spatial locales featuring recurring topology. Having personally mapped 27 iterations of SCP Classified, engineered a supply line for Mobile Task Force Tire Thing Black during their second tour of SCP Classified, and having successfully navigated an escape route through Site Classified during an emergency extraction of assets. After a full debriefing and several viewings of D2172's exploration log, SO Nix spends her first week on site personally inspecting the town's limits of Baseline Tembi and denoting points of interest along the wooded outskirts on her personal map. It is only after she had acquainted herself with the local topology that she requisitions materials from HQ and makes final preparations for her dive into the Tembi Pit of Corpses. On the eighth day, SO Nix returns to the site with the following. 1000 Referencing Exit Markers REM A Prismatic Compass and Map of Tembi Sufficient rations for a three-day excursion Wireless audio and video surveillance camera An M1014 shotgun with side saddle 12GA buckshot times 16 A shotgun shell bandolier 12-gauge buckshot times 20 12-gauge slug times 36 one 24-inch machete. Unit K9-121, two-year-old Dutch Shepherd, Tafos. Agent Collins is chosen to oversee command during the excursion, owing to the sickness which had affected her colleagues during the previous expedition's broadcast. S.O. Nix spends an hour in the evening practicing quick-load maneuvers for her firearm. By noon, she is outfitted in full tactical protective gear, both SO Nix and K9121 are lowered through the Tembi mass grave, one after the other at sunrise. Once within the Tembi replica, SO Nix is able to repair the relay device installed during the first expedition by 2172. The camera feed activates. There is a light early morning fog permeating the air as the feed activates. SO Nix scans the surrounding fields and farmlands, identifying no immediate threats. There is no sign of D2172. She turns and calls out to K9121, who is partially obscured by the arms reaching up from the body pit's tangle of corpses. As K9121 comes around to meet up with SO Nix, it passes beneath a low-hanging limb from one of the bodies, which breaks with an audible crack. 
The gnarled limb stops just short of touching K9121 before it is swiftly severed by SO Nix's machete. As the pair depart, intermittent cracks can be heard from the grounded appendage as it continues to convulse and fracture. The first 15 minutes of their travels consist of heading in a southeasterly direction, gradually identifying memorized aspects of the environment such as fauna and rock formations, flanking the wooded path out of town. Due to the lack of life forms, the only sounds are crunching leaves as they progress. It is once a felled tree is spotted that S.O. Nix identifies a point which should be in the northwestern area of town. At this point, an REM is hung from a nearby branch. S.O. Nix walks off the path and into the woods to further delineate the area in which the replicate Tembi ends, and the next cell in the grid begins. S.O. Nix methodically begins canvassing the woods and cross-referencing her map, placing REMs to delineate the boundaries of the primary zone. K9121 bounds through the woods alongside her during this time, occasionally sniffing the area. 45 minutes pass uneventfully, until K9121 pauses, alert and focused on an area off in the distance ahead. Nix readies her shotgun, and the pair proceed with caution. Up ahead, a long gnarled white shape can be seen snaking through the undergrowth and between the trees, partially obscured beneath scattered leaves and detritus. K9121 approaches within a meter of the object before halting at SO Nix's command. Upon approach, mottled white flesh can be made out, as well as varicose veins running across its length. The appendage trails far off into the distance and outside the boundaries of the primary Tembri facsimile on one end. The other end terminates in an average-sized foot nearby. At the beseech of command, S.O. Nix moves to investigate the foot, which can be seen to sport a colourful tattoo encircling the shin. Closer inspection reveals it to be an oriental dragon, its mouth open and consuming the tail in an Ouroboros. This confirms the identity of the cadaver as being D2172. Nix asks command for orders concerning course of action. An alarm is set off within the base. Command is notified that Dr. Lafayette has escaped their quarters with the assistance of D774. A search unit is deployed and the residents of Baseline Tembi are notified of the fugitives. Receiving no guidance from command, S.O. Nix states her intention to follow D172's limb through the woods and into the next cell in the grid. She calls K9121 to her side and they begin walking. Three quick bone splintering cracks can be heard behind the pair. Nix quickly turns, drawing her shotgun to see the ankle of D2172 has snapped and twisted such that the foot is raised off the ground and slightly coiled, toes pointing in her direction. K9121 puts itself in front of her, raises its haunches and emits a low growl. Nix backs away slowly. She puts an additional three meters between herself and the foot with no signs of further movement from it. She whistles for K9121 and they continue following the limb. The two follow D2172's leg for approximately 1.5 kilometers, where it then zigzags up a nearby incline, crossing perpendicular to a dirt path that ascends a rocky hill. 
Checking her map, Nyx identifies herself as having arrived at the base of Shallows Peak, Tembi's highest point of elevation which lay to the north of town. She attempts to radio command to no avail, then reports that she will ascend the hill in order to use the elevation to canvas the area and provide a sit rep. The ascent takes roughly 20 minutes. Dr. Lafayette is recovered by a Tembi constable after trying to enlist the help of local police. They are brought back to base. Agent Collins leaves the control room in order to aid Dr. Lafayette and ensure he receives proper medical care. D-774 was shot and killed during the confrontation that led to Dr. Lafayette's capture. Their remains are returned to base. Cresting the second leg of the hill, the trail can be seen to lead alongside a rocky wall before ending at the mouth of a small cave. Nix notes that this cave does not exist in Baseline Tembi. As she nears the entrance, the visual feed degrades slightly. K9121 winds quietly and is assuaged by SO Nix. In between static interference, the cave is seen to possess signs of habitation. To the right, the walls can be seen to have carved to create small shelves, speckled with indiscernible filth. An ancient cast iron lidded pot sits in the center of the room atop of a mound of partially burnt petrified wood encircled by rocks. On the left, discoloration in a roughly three by one area of the cave's rear suggests former existence of bedding in that corner, long since rotted away. S.O. Nix takes two steps in before stopping short. She looks to K9121 who remains outside the cave entrance head lightly bowed and its tail tucked between its legs. Nyx heads over to K9121, kneels down and cuddles the animal, petting it and commanding it to remain in place. Standing back up, she moves inside to check the shelves. Small bits of wicker, possibly some form of ornamentation, crumbled upon being touched. Advancing to the pot, a carving can be seen on its side, which she inspects. She removes the pot's lid and gags. It is shown to be filled with a murky brown pool of stagnant water, within which float several objects unable to be made out until S.O. Nix activates her headlamp and gasps at the sight of over a dozen small bones. Based off the most clearly visible of these, an ulna, it is estimated that the remains belong to an individual no more than two months of age. The display is further plagued by static. Nyx replaces the lid and sets the pot down carefully. She pauses momentarily, partly stands and staggers, and then proceeds to fall to her knees and vomit, profusely. She curses quietly and sniffles afterwards for a minute, obscuring the camera feed as she wipes her face. Looking up, a small nook in the cave wall can be seen at foot level. Beside where the bed previously lay, Something small and brown is inside it. S.O. Nix takes a few deep breaths, then raises to a stand. Static builds as S.O. Nix crosses over to investigate. She kneels, reaches her hand inside and pulls out the object. The visual feed is overcome by white noise, though S.O. Nix can still be heard, who reports finding some form of diary. Flipping through the first few weathered pages reveals little of import. Any content that may have once been present has long since faded. She continues to scan the document when a hollow popping noise rings out. 
Returning quickly, no immediate threat or change in surrounding is seen. K9121 begins approaching cautiously. Another sharp, wet pop is heard. K9121 growls as S.O. Nix glances about for the noise's source. It sounds off for a third time, and the lid of the cast iron pot vibrates as it is struck from within. S.O. Nix flees the cave. With D774's remains being tended to by Director Kim, Dr. Lafayette arrives at the control room. Agent Collins dons the headset and announces her presence to S.O. Nix. S.O. Nix has reached the top of Shallow's Peak by the time Command is able to reach her and relays the events of the previous hour. From her perspective, she is clearly able to see both the replicates Tembi to the east where she entered as well as the iterative copy to the west, in the cell she now occupies. In a panoramic shot, a dozen windmills of further Tembi replicates can be viewed far off in the distance. She explains to Command that although the pattern of the surrounding area supports the recursive iteration theory of this dimension's layout, that there are noted inconsistencies within the grid she inhabits. Beyond the cave, which did not exist in baseline or replicate Tembi, she points out a small grove of dead trees that seemingly have, has no parallel elsewhere in the grid. Similarly, S.O. Nix claims to have spotted an unidentified structure in the town centre of Tembi in her cell. Upon query from command as to why there would be a deviation in the pattern, S.O. Nix suggests that the presence of D2172 across the boundary of two iterations may be causing fluctuations in the integrity of the grid cell she occupies, likening it to a cellular lysis. S.O. Nix explains how the border between spatial zones could be weakened by foreign material occupying two cells in a grid simultaneously for an extended period of time, a problem that prohibited the building of Outpost 41 within the SCP several years prior. Despite the instability of the cell, she posits that the deformations in the zone may be reflections of the historical state of Tembi and therefore present a valuable research opportunity that merits further exploration. S.O. Nix begins her descent. Small cracks and pops can be heard still reverberating within the cave as she passes. She does not look inside. Someone is sobbing. At the bottom of the hill, a path of dead grass and foliage can be seen where previously D2172's leg had lain. K9121 sniffs about this area and begins following the trail further into the cell, in the direction of the next Tembi. The two travel at a steady pace, with S.O. Nix regularly checking behind them as they progress. The forest slightly darkens as cloud cover obscures the sun. A sharp report of bone snapping echoes in the distance. S.O. Nix holds her shotgun in a low ready position and double checks the safety. Another crack. The splintering of bone sounds off repeatedly from an indiscernible source as S.O. Nix levels her weapon, attempting to follow the noise. Another crack. Small branches and leaves fall and flitter about as the foot of D2172 emerges from the canopy. Dangling from above, it quickly twists and breaks, turning to face S.O. Nix with its toes. It is immediately met with three rapid bursts of buckshot. The appendage dangles loosely, dripping blood from its shredded remains. 
The foot is almost entirely destroyed, consisting of chunks of flesh suspended by the ankle, with only the posterior and interior digits remaining. It lulls to and fro from the concussive force of the shots, swaying impotently. K9121 snarls and barks at the appendage. SO Nix keeps her weapon trained on it, as the two work to carefully circumvent it. It is as they pass it that the appendage swiftly plunges to the ground, trailed by several meters of leg. The appendage is swollen from countless fractures across its length, giving it dozens of points of extra articulation. Nyx breaks into a run as the coiled mass begins to shift. The two barrel through the forest, K9121 in the lead, leaping and dodging over obstacles in the terrain. Behind them, a furor of rustling and banging can be heard as the leg bursts through foliage and violently rebounds off trees, tearing through the woods in pursuit. Nyx takes a sharp right, then a left, followed by another right, in an attempt to carve a path that would have D2172's leg caught up and entangled between trees. As K9121 continued on a more direct route towards town, SO Nyx is now alone. There is a crash as the appendage ricochets off a nearby tree to her right, with the remains of D2172's foot shooting perpendicular across her path, barring progress as the length of the leg snakes behind it. SO Nyx transitions into a low slide, avoiding collision and fires into the flesh of the leg. The leg convulses as she rolls, raises to her feet, ducks beneath the tree and breaks off running. After five paces, the feed shakes as she is struck from behind and falls face first to the ground. Quickly coming to a kneel, her shotgun can be seen laying several feet away in the brush. As she begins to crawl towards it, there is a quick flash of mottled flesh across the feed. The limb crosses in front of her once, twice, three times. SO Nyx groans as the appendage wraps around her. Looking down, it is clear that her arms are pinned to her sides. Her machete lay at her hip, inches from her grasping hand as she struggles. The leg pulls back, twisting in on itself even further, coiling about her like a snake, jerking the feed about as she is spun backwards into its many folds. The twirling ceases and SO Nyx screams as the limb tightens around her. The remains of D2172's foot comes into view. It hovers before SO Nyx. There is a pair of cracks as the remaining pinky and big toe splinter and fracture, forming two sharp prongs that pinpoint her face. It rears back momentarily before it launches forward. Just as it is about to strike SO Nyx, there is a flurry of motion. K9121 leaps from off camera, catching D2172's foot in its mouth. The limb writhes as the animal wrestles with the appendage. The leg loosens, dropping SO Nyx. The appendage twists and curls as K9121 tears into it with its teeth, quivering in an unnatural manner. Nyx crawls towards her firearm as they contend with one another in the background. She grabs her gun and turns in time to see the leg sweep under the feet of K9121 wrap around the canine and retract at a rapid pace. The dog yelps as the limb ensnares it and absconds off into the woods away from SO Nix. Agent Collins informs SO Nix that she needs to progress towards the next town. She is advised not to follow the limb and to consider the animal a lost asset. Ignoring command, SO Nix charges after the fleeing leg, 
The knot of flesh wrapped around K9121 shreds a path through the forest, ripping through the brush and felling some of the smaller trees. Nyx curses and pants as she chases after it. The leg begins to draw itself upward to pull the animal's weight up alongside it and out of sight. As it drags itself away, the mass becomes caught up between a pair of trees positioned beside one another. K9121 whimpers as the leg constricts in an attempt to squeeze through. Nyx catches up, discarding her shotgun and lunging forward with a swift blow from her machete. There is a high-pitched shriek in the distance. She strikes it again and again and again. She bellows a long scream as she viciously assaults the leg, cutting clear into the flesh and revealing bone. She hacks and chops and shouts as the dog whines and attempts to free itself. The leg ceases its attempt to pull through the trees and instead raises sharply upwards, knocking Nyx away. The cries of K9121 can be heard above her before trailing off into the far distance out of earshot. Someone is sobbing. S.O. Nyx screams in anger. She stands, shouting threats off into the wilderness after the leg, crying out for it to return, swearing retribution. It takes several minutes for her to calm down. She radios command, asking for help to hunt the leg of D2172 and is denied. She is instructed to either investigate the Tembi in her cell or abort the mission, and chooses the former. She retrieves her firearm and continues to progress. Given the distance travelled during the chase, it is not long before she is met with the farmland which encircles this version of Tembi. Unlike the baseline town, the farmlands here are barren. Not a single piece of vegetation sprouts from the dirt, which is seen to appear dry and infertile as she treks onward. Entering the town, Nick stalks silently through the streets. She rounds a corner, peering into the general store as she passes revealing several SCP-783 victims pressed up against the plate glass. There is still another on the second story of the hardware store across the street. Three more peer out from within a sedan, half parked on the curb, having crashed into a lamppost. Another is visible beneath the gate of a storm drain, its face contorted and pressed up against the bars with enough force that bits of fat press upwards through them. None move to attack. A sudden cacophony of splintering wood and breaking glass interrupts the silence. Turning around, Nyx sees that the buildings flanking the end of the street have taken a broken, crooked appearance. Their foundations crumble, a hallmark of SCP-783's influence. Before Nyx can react, the pair of buildings collapse inwards, blocking the road she entered from. It is unknown if it is the sudden noise or the possible presence of SCP-783 itself, but the corpses spotted throughout the town begin to shudder violently. The trio in the car can be seen to thrash about wildly, their bones break and snap and crack and rapidly heal and stretch. Within seconds, the entirety of the sedan is full of flesh knotted together and writhing. The windshield cracks from the pressure. D-774 enters the control room. Nyx continues towards the town centre. It is here that a major deviation from baseline Tembi is discovered. In the centre of the intersection, before the steps of the town hall, stand a sizeable wooden platform, supported on a large, sturdy base. Erected in the middle of the platform is a large, rounded contraption. There is an unidentified mound upon it. Nyx approaches, ascending the stairs. 
revealing the contraption to be a wheel with several spokes radiating from its centre. The mound is a nude and dishevelled human strapped to the device, face down. In each area where their limbs cross an empty space between the wheel's spokes, the appendage is gnarled and broken with their left leg swollen and grossly extended. It trails off the side of the platform. Looking to her right, a singular piece of parchment can be seen nailed to a post atop the stairs. The document is a sensationalized proclamation of guilt, identifying an individual by the name of Hinger Winnebold. The paper denounces him as a highwayman guilty of theft, child murder, Classified. witchcraft, and cannibalism. It finally goes on to state the ruling of his punishment, asserting that he is to be broken on the wheel. X confirms with command that they've a clear capture of the paper's contents before she casts it aside. She takes a moment to re-rack her shotgun with slug ammunition and moves towards the macabre display. Prodding the corpse with the barrel of her gun elicits no response. She deftly circles around to its front to get a look at its face. Kneeling down, the visage of D2172 comes into view. His face is bloated, features twisted in agony. Upon verifying its identity, SO Nix follows the length of his leg with her camera, seeing it lead off behind a nearby building. She states her intention to follow it to K9121, but is interrupted by a low moan. Turning back, the corpse of D2172's eyes focus on her. She reels backwards and discharges her weapon. Due to the close proximity, the shot removes the upper part of D2172's head. The body gurgles and seethes as she stands and fires the next two rounds down into its trunk causing D2172 to spray a torrent of blood from the remains of its mouth. Nyx recoils as she is coated in these fluids, stumbling back. There is a sickening crack as the lower jaw of D2172 contorts and lengthens along the right side, and another snap as the left half breaks and extends. Three more cracks see the jawline widening and lengthening. It lashes out as she attempts a quick load just missing her face and spraying yet more blood that obscures the feed. The sound of Nyx hurriedly descending the staircase is heard. While there can be seen to be movement on the camera feed, no details are discernible. The next several minutes consist primarily of audio as Nyx evades and combats the ever-breaking jaw of D2172. All that can be heard are her shouts and cries, the breaking and splintering of bone, and the sound of rent flesh as Nyx fends off the attack with her machete. In the midst of the struggle, a lone shotgun blast rings out. The weapon can be heard clattering to the ground before all falls silent. The feed is darkened as Nyx rubs the camera, clearing it to the best of her ability. It will remain smeared for the remainder of filming, but the aftermath of the struggle can be seen. The jaw of D2172 stretches from his corpse and crisscrosses throughout the intersection. Blood blankets the majority of the area and several teeth are visible, having been knocked from the gum line. Nyx is panting and heaving. She looks down revealing that she'd lost the index finger on her right hand. She swears as she covers it with her free hand in an attempt to stem the bleeding. She canvases the ground for the lost digit, which is then spotted laying several feet away. As she rushes towards it, it seizes and wriggles, snapping and beginning to elongate. Nyx turns to the retreat, 
dipping down mid-run to grab her firearm as she flees. Despite prodding from command, Nyx does not return to the execution platform to scour for more evidence. She instead rushes along the length of the leg, trailing from D2172's corpse. She curses over the radio at Agent Collins, casting her helmet aside. The last that is seen of Nyx is her running down a length of road alongside D2172's leg. She follows it around the corner. Several minutes pass uneventfully. The leg of D2172 then shifts and gyrates, slapping the ground with excessive force for approximately 30 seconds before becoming steel. A minute later, the lens spontaneously cracks. There is heavy breathing, someone is sobbing. The area darkens as it is cast in shadow. The feed terminates as the camera is destroyed. SO Nix is deemed AWOL. With the nature of the dimension fully understood, it is determined that a fully armed force would be required for the capture or elimination of SCP-783. SCP-783-L3 Mobile Task Force Deployed to Contain SCP-783 Pending Declassification SCP-783-L4 Hey, and we are finished with this one. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. It seems like it's going to carry on since the L3 document is pending declassification. So as soon as that comes out, if it does, I'll read it because it is amazing, the story. Anyway, please go like my Twitter, as I said. Please go listen to me on Spotify and I shall see you soon, guys. Goodbye.